Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Morning or afternoon or evening, depends when you're listening, I suppose. How are we all? Welcome to Homo Sapiens. Do have a seat, pull up a chair. There's a tea urn at the back for anyone who wants a cup of tea. Uh, I wish there was. We should do a coffee morning. There you go. There's the first idea. Little coffee morning. We could all meet up. Um, we could all say hi. Uh, I'm standing in the kitchen. Now, normally these days I'd be on a walk when I talk to you, but. I am looking out that window and I'm going, no, it's blustery, it's storm whatever, whatever storm it is today, I'm blowing in and I'm doing some toast because is there any better breakfast? It's just better in the winter, isn't it? Except for, oh, uh, hang on, oh, blimey, I've burnt the toast. I mean, well, that one's possible. Right, I've got to start again. Um, Breakfast in winter is just better. I love a porridge moment. I'm having toast and peanut butter today. I'm not going to eat it on air though, because I know what everybody feels about that strongly. And I'm having whole earth crunchy peanut butter, um, which feels wholesome and good. Now, toast is on, keep eye. This toast, which is burnt, goes in the compost. Honestly, just call me Greta Thunberg. And what's happening today? Today, we've got a fellow podcaster on the show. So, Las Culturistas is an American podcast sensation hosted by Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers. Both of them starred in the film Fire Island. Bowen is on SNL in America, Saturday Night Live hilarious comedian. Matt, also a comedian, actor, performer, is our guest today. One half of Las Culturistas. Now, I love Matt. So they started their podcast before Homo Sapiens. I know, the Dark Ages. They started it in 2016 and it has become a sort of institution, a queer institution in America. And it's those two just talking about life. And they've been through so much together. If you've never listened to it, give it a listen. They talk about culture, basically, and they do like this live culture awards now. So Matt swung by because Matt is doing a whole Christmas show, which you can see in London. So we have a whole catch up about culture, which is why we ask you lot about your cultural moments of the year. Before we go to our cultural moments, did you listen to our chat with Kat Burns? 
Thank you for your lovely messages. Um, if you haven't, it's still on the feed. They stay there forever, mostly. Get in touch with us at Homo Sapiens on Instagram. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com and tell us what you think about the episodes. Secondly, Homo Sapiens t-shirts. The t-shirt competition is back. You can be in with a chance of winning a Homo Sapiens t-shirt. All you need to do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. So search for Homo Sapiens on Apple Podcasts. Go to our page and there's an option to leave a review. Or to check out the t-shirt designs, head to homosapiensstore.com. Before we go and have our good old LGBTQ plus culture chat with Matt, we asked for your most iconic cultural moments of 2023 so far. They were three clear winners. I kissed a boy, Eurovision 2023 hosted in Liverpool, no less. And last but not least, Jennifer Coolidge on White Lotus. Does it sound like my husband is parking some kind of coach in the kitchen? Right. This toast is looking at me and I'm looking at it. Let's go chat to Matt. I love him. Matt Rogers, welcome to Homo Sapiens. Oh, it's just a thrill. <laughs> Good. To talk to another homo. I know. It's, we're so hard to find. <laughs> Truly. I mean, I live in New York City, you can imagine. It's just wall-to-wall straight people in New York City. That's my problem with it. I actually just said for the first time out loud in the in, in I I live in New York City after like I've been saying describing myself as bicoastal for the past like year and that felt oh. really good to say I live in New York City. Yeah, did you when you were bicoastal did you experience any bi-erasure? Uh, there was tons of bi-erasure in that I was constantly bi-erased from <laughs> like social happenings that were happening in either city because no one ever knew where I was. So I wasn't getting invited anywhere. You have to put your roots down, Chris. Yes. But you guys were in the UK recently, right? Yeah, we had the best time. We were at Union Chapel. They let me and Bowen do our show in a church. I love that. But I've admired you two from afar because when you set up Las Culturistas, like, it was so lovely to see people over in the US doing something that felt similar to what we were doing. And, you know, like, it's just friends talking to each other. Thank you for saying that. But, you know, it was it's just funny the way the podcast started because it was 2016. And I remember thinking even then, like, Bone was like, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, aren't they kind of done? Oh, I, I was love like, that. I feel like every, I feel like everyone kind of did the podcast thing. Like, it feels like so 2013 to do a podcast. <laughs> And Bone was like, I know, but I have this opportunity, you know. And I was like, yeah, cool. I mean, if it can be fun for us and just like an excuse for us to hang out once a week, then of course I would do anything. But that like that was the only requirement. Yeah. And so then we just started to with no expectations <laughs> um, and certainly no expectations anyone would listen, let alone us thinking it would be worth our time. Yeah. Um, it, it suddenly just like became this week to week thing that literally grew pretty exponentially and by word of mouth. I remember when when we were first doing our first episodes, I could go on this website and see how many people listened. And the first like six or seven episodes, it was like 60 people listening. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I was like, a lot of people in our immediate community are actually listening to this or at least click play. And then for it to get where it's gotten, it's just like, yeah. it feels like, it feels like when you win the lottery, you kind of just, it's luck. This wasn't luck, but it feels mm. pretty close. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like it was the most random, best thing I ever did for myself was do this podcast 
which has the dumbest name in the world because that's how much thought we put into it. <laughs> and now here we are. We all forget, like when you started Let's Culturistas, there wasn't like content out there. Like we, in 2017, no. we started, we'd be like, who are we going to interview? There aren't that many gay people. Now, I mean, forget about it. Yeah, now there's too many. You have to be like, <laughs> no to them, no to them. Tell them to get, take a hike. Um, yeah, I always, uh, the the I guess the, the thing I say about the podcast is it's like, it didn't try to be another podcast because I, I, that's another thing is I was like, I, at the time I was like, you know, I don't want to go on a podcast and do like the podcast voice, yeah. which at the time for me was like, Hey, we are doing a podcast and um, this, <laughs> yes. these are my thoughts on the current day and it's stay tuned because it's going to be more of this. I was yes. just like, it feels low energy. It feels boring. And I didn't, like see anyone, not a, let alone in podcasting, but really in media that were just like gay men talking about being gay men, talking about our interactions with, with pop culture and stuff like that. Like, of course they were out there, but I never thought it was like, you know, I just, I didn't really see us out there. Mm. And so I think because I had no expectations, didn't see us out there, didn't think the podcast thing was cool. We just were ourselves. And in being ourselves and not trying to be, not trying to quote unquote do a podcast correctly. Yes, <laughs> we ended up just being ourselves, and that was everything, which yeah. is probably something you get you guys identify with. We started it because w Will and I used to talk about this shit anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, and we exactly would, we would sort of have like, which I know you two have as well. Like, you know, you would say something to a fellow queer friend about a specific mm. song, like Jennifer Page Crush. Like, why does every gay man know that song when? Everyone else has forgotten about it. It's like like these tiny little things. And then you'd go on a whole odyssey of like where you went and when you heard it and all these things. And I was like, you literally never hear this on the radio. But you're right. It's like, I rem like back then podcasting was like everyone had important voice, didn't they? It was like, because mm -hmm. is that because mm -hmm. it sort of came from NPR and that's, which was always quite thoughtful. I think it has something to do with it. I think there was something intrinsic attached to doing a podcast that made it feel like you had to like be smart or have something worthwhile to say because it's just your voice and your thoughts in a vacuum. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm never going to give you something uh, worthwhile that's, that's coming out of my brain through my mouth. So the fact that they let me do a podcast with Bo and I was like, oh, we're going to revolutionize things here. This is going to be a lot of gay nonsense. It's going to be a fuck ton of gay nonsense. With and that's exactly what it is. It's just sort of a fountain of queer spurting <laughs> and yeah with adverts <laughs> yeah exactly i just never thought it would have lasted as a medium but but of course it did hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
it's so funny because you're thinking that it's over and I'm like, I think that's oh, yeah. like gay delay. You know what I mean? It's like, because often queer people hear about and absorb and consume things first and then it sort of slowly reaches the masses. You know, Madonna, for example. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But do, do you... Any day now, the straight people are going to start talking about Jessie J. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get her. Um, you know, Jessie J is one of the ones that, like... I, I, it's so funny that you say the gay niche stuff. Like, everyone's talking about Jennifer Page Crush in this community and everyone else has forgotten about it. Do you know what song I talk about constantly? <laughs> and no one, no one, no one could give a fuck. But it's the best pop song of all time. Go on. Thunder by Jesse J. <gasps> Thunder by Jesse J yes. was the moment and no one even no one even batted an eye in America. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys, we do Jesse J so dirty internationally. <laughs> so do you No one can sing that but her. Do you was she a thing in America then? No! She was a thing for like a hot second. Her song Domino was quite big here. I remember. And that was a quite a big song here. And she's certainly famous here. Like, she, oh. well, she's well-known here. I would describe her kind of actually as a Kylie Minogue, where it's like, she's well-known, but, like, you're not going to hear her music on the radio. Whereas with queer people, it's like, it's really three of them internationally. <laughs> it's like Kylie Minogue, and that's understandable because she's Australian, and then it's um, Jessie J, and I get it because she's British, but the one person who really should be big in America who's not, who's huge in the UK and abroad, <laughs> and I'm actually going to see her in Sunset Boulevard when I perform next month, is Nicole Shazzy. Scherzinger. She cannot get arrested in America, but I know she's the most talented person literally ever, and I am going to see her in London, and I'm so excited to see her in her environment where she gets her due and I think it's so genius that she's playing Norma Desmond and mm. the like uh, promotional material about it I'm so beyond excited because she looks a little method she's sort of giving some Dracula vibes like in the interviews yes my friend went to see it last night actually and uh I think she's gone a bit method I think she's going for it um good is what I'll say say enough I, I can't <clears throat> encourage these ladies enough like Lady Gaga Keep going underwater for nine months to prepare for roles, babe. Like, Nicole, you better come to that stage door covered in blood with, you know, a laugh away from a tear. I love it. So I didn't know Nicole Scherzinger wasn't a thing in the U.S. No, she was a thing in the U.S., but she's so, she's so stuck to the image of the pussycat dolls. Yeah. And also, I don't know what it is about America that didn't embrace her. I think maybe she's... I think it's the last name, to be honest. Whoa. Really? And, I, and I, I really do. I think, I think there was something about that. And that's the audience's fault. Mm. But also, I, I don't know what it is with America, but it feels like sometimes when someone is really talented and trying really hard, like we want to turn away from them. Like I think America wow. like likes an unbothered, like cool vibe. And I don't think she gives that. I think if she tries to give like an unbothered cool vibe, you kind of can see like the try hard theater girl right underneath. Really? And that's fine. That's great. Like I think she's doing what she needs to do right now. And I'm so excited. But I, there's something she just never really connected in America as a solo artist. As a pussycat doll, sure. But I'm as a solo artist, it never happened. I'm so surprised by that because I always thought that like America was the place where you 
can show that you're trying and people are like, good for you. Whereas in England, you have to be like, oh, I'm really not trying. And I promise I'm not, you know, it's not real. It's just, I was wondering. I mean, as I was saying that, I was like, I mean, Lady Gaga is a huge star here. She obviously tries hard. You know, mm. Beyonce is obviously an incredible. And she's she phoning it tries in. Hard. She's phoning it yeah, in. Yeah, she's just, she's asleep at the wheel. Um, but it's it's something, I don't know. It's It's something about Nicole that didn't, that didn't connect here. And it's weird because she is an American and she has been well known for a really long time, but I don't even think there was ever an album in America. If she died, not that I would ever want her to die, but if she died, would it be on the news? Yes, it would be on the news, but it would be, I think it would be a moment in the, in, in, in the UK. I think yeah. it would be like, shut things down in the UK. <laughs> Nicole Scherzinger has passed. I, mean, I think the West End would dim the lights. I think Broadway wouldn't. That's how you know it's a difference. I think West End would dim the lights for Nicole. I don't think Broadway would. And it's on Broadway, and I don't like saying this. Yeah. So, one thing... I think I'm right. No, I think I think you are right, and I don't understand it. And what I also don't understand is the Kylie thing, because Kylie is, in my mind, um, probably because we had the same birthday, and I discovered when I was six years old we had the same favourite biscuit, which was a custard cream... Um, and what birthday is this? 28th of May, 1982. Well, I'm 82. She's obviously a little... But we don't talk about yeah. that. Um, no. <laughs> um, I am mystified that people have not connected with Kylie in the US. Why? You know, her... her she has, like, an army of gays in the US, and I'm friends with a lot of them. I will say this album is the first time that there's been widespread talk about her. But even then, it's like you go to the charts and she's not on them. And everyone I know is listening to Padam. Yeah. Everyone I know is listening to Padam. Pretty much everyone I know is listening to the whole album. Yeah. But it doesn't chart, which just goes to show what a bubble we're in. You know what I mean? Like, But I remember... Bowen and I, every year, we do this, like, silly, stupid award show in Lincoln Center. I love outside, that. I love it's your like a free show. event. Uh, it's, and we give record of the year. And we gave record of the year to Padam Padam. And it was like people that came to the show were like, what is that song? And I was like, oh, my God. And even amongst our own people. Whoa. Like, they don't. It's It's just so funny how something can be a cultural phenomenon in one bubble and unmentioned in any conversation happening elsewhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's bizarre. And it's like that now in a way that it never used to be. Really? That's interesting. Oh, I think the monoculture is like dead dead. Like uh, us oh, all having yeah. the same references is over. Yes. No, I mean, because, well, because we're not getting it from six TV channels, right? We're getting it from 7,000 people we follow on Instagram. Correct. You, and it's it's like an it's an interesting fun opportunity because then you can all really speak to your own pocket and be more truthful and be successful. Yes. But also, it's like you know you, you never know if you can ever expand outside of yeah. that, which I'm sure Kylie feels a lot. Yeah, it does look like it's happening in the U.S. right now with Padam Padam because I'm always like, go on, Kylie, you got this, you got this. But yeah, no, we do. We just we live in our own little feedback loops. Do you ever limit? I have a thing where I limit the amount of people I follow on Instagram because if ever I go on someone's Instagram and they follow like 4,000 people, I'm like crazy. So I'm yeah, always like, it can't I, go above 2,000. <laughs> see, mine is just above 2,000, yeah. but I am, I'm at that point now where I'm actually trying to really be honest with, with myself about who I follow and why. Yeah. And I do try to, I, so 
sometimes my algorithm will just spit out all these hot guys. Yeah. And I'm like, I know this isn't healthy for me, but I also know involuntarily I'll click follow on someone. Yeah. That I think is hot. And it's just like, it's that way in which you use the app as a little bit of like a toy and less as like what it's supposed to be, which is something that, you know, hopefully enriches your life with information, like all <laughs> social media should. Yes. And then, you know, cause you to connect with others in a meaningful way. Meanwhile, we're all sort of using it as this like pseudo dating app slash porn site. <laughs> and so what I'm trying to do is curate my experience on there a little bit more because it actually is in your hands. Yes. You know what I mean? It literally is. Yeah. You can click unfollow and follow on these people. You're not a prisoner of your phone necessarily. No. There's things you can do like you've done, like edit. I just have to do that, and I'm trying to notice and clock myself a little bit more for maybe why I'm filling my algorithm with certain things. Yeah. And it's because I'm, in a word, horny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I can take that offline. <laughs> End of part one. I've had a lovely bit of toast. I'm still waiting for the coffee. Hopefully my husband will bring it over soon. Go and listen to part two. It's on the feed. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Powered by Spirit Studios.